3: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
4: If he's watching this, what do you want to say to him? I want to say you and I were there, Joe Biden, please step forward and be held accountable. You should not be running on character for the president of the United States. You want him to withdraw? I wish he would, but he won't. But I wish he would. That's how I feel emotionally. Do you want an apology? I think it's a little late.
0: That is Tara Reed, the accuser from the sex scandals currently dogging Joe Biden, and that's the first time I've heard her talk uh, more than a couple of words, and she was on with Megyn Kelly on her Instagram show. She has an Instagram
5: show. Yeah, that's how, as far as I can tell, she's just kind of streaming live on Instagram when she gets interviews.
0: And got the biggest get practically in America uh, with the Terry thing, but Megyn Kelly does have the advantage of she doesn't need to make a dollar again
3: in her life. On the well, other hand, your various YouTube stars make fifty times more money than I'll ever see in my life. Yeah, so. good,
0: good point. But she doesn't need to make a dollar, so she doesn't no. she doesn't have to factor that in when she tries a new project. Because would she get a hundred million from Fox from M- <laughs> from NBC to leave Fox? Yeah, something like that. Cause cause it was they, insane. They thought getting her away from Fox would be a huge win, win, win. Because she had the number one show at the time. On cable news. Anyway, um, so she had Tara Reid on yesterday. I'm losing the thread of what we're talking about here. What am I talking about? Uh, um, th- that's the first time I've really heard Tara Reid. And I, I thought, and I know this is a, 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 a dumb standard to judge these sex scandals by. But she's, she doesn't sound like a crackpot. I don't think. Uh, she's, she's, no. She's taken some actions in the last several weeks and several years that make her look like a crackpot. She's done things that are crackpotty. Um like canceling on Fox News last minute over security concerns
3: and stuff like that, I thought was, was a little crackpotty. Her praise yeah. of Putin
0: over the years is crackpotty.
3: And I've known, this is one of the benefits of life experiences, I've known some people who were crackpots, but they were very articulate and reasonable sounding crackpots. It took a while to get to their crackpottery.
0: But like Blase Ford sounded like a crackpot.
3: bird, no doubt. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, let's hear a little more of uh, Tara Reed on the Instagram show with Megan Kelly
4: let's talk about what he said mm-hmm. uh, because he went on tv last friday yeah and said first of all it never happened period end of report this okay. did not happen he did say that in his view accusers should start off with the presumption that they're telling the truth do you think he's afforded you that presumption no I mean, it's been stunning actually how the the some of his surrogates with the blue checks, you know, that are his surrogates have been saying really horrible things about me and to me on social media. Um, he hasn't himself, but there is a measure of hypocrisy with the campaign saying it's safe. It's not been safe. You know, all my social media has been hacked. All my personal information has been dragged through. Every person that maybe has a you know, a gripe against me, an ex-boyfriend or an ex-landlord or whatever it is, has been able to have a platform rather than me. Um, talking about things that have nothing to do with 1993, like even the whole thing with being called a Russian agent, that in particular, um, that incites people. People actually... I got a death threat from that because they thought I was being a traitor to America. And I mean, these are serious things like and his campaign is taking this position that they want all women to be able to speak safely. I have not experienced that.
3: Is she trying to suggest that there are Democrats out there falsely accusing people of being (laughs) Russian agents?
0: (laughs) Uh, Again, I don't think she sounds like a crackpot, but uh, I don't understand what Joe Biden can do about that.
3: No, I I thought that. The question was silly. Has Joe Biden afforded you the belief? Well, no. He was personally involved allegedly, so no, he's not going to say I believe her, although I did not do it. <laughs> That's just bizarre. But
0: well, and and he can't control all the people out there that do the things that they do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sucks that if you come forward, people and you're going to damage a political um, um, actor. People in the other party are going to come after you viciously, but that's unfortunately the way it is. Um, I don't know know what to do about that. Here's a little bit more.
4: If I can just go back for one second to Blasey Ford. Yes. Some of those who supported her but now have found a reason not to support you say, well, she was under oath. Would you go under oath? Absolutely. They say, well, she subjected herself to cross-examination. Would you do that? Absolutely. They also point out that she took a polygraph controlled by someone on her team is that something you want to do i'm not a criminal joe biden should take the polygraph what kind of precedent does that set for survivors of violence does that mean we're presumed guilty and we all have to take polygraphs so i will take one if joe biden takes one but i'm not a criminal
3: i thought that was an incredibly sharp answer i thought that was really good
0: Um, But what's the flip side of it, though? Can't Joe Biden say, what kind of a standard is this where I'm presumed to be a sex offender if anybody comes out and says I am? And so I have to take a polygraph
3: when there are trillions of dollars in the most powerful office in the world at stake. Yes, people are willing to lie to prevent me from or, you know, Joe from Joe Biden's perspective from getting elected president. So I don't I just I'm in the same place. I've always been with this story. I'll never know what's true. Uh she seems to be very sharp and very sincere yeah. and not a nut job although there are certain nut jobs like I said before who you don't realize they're nut jobs until later um but I just I don't think it'll affect the race much yeah, unless my, my, it just tamp's down voter enthusiasm a little bit on the left.
0: Yeah my only point from playing that was she doesn't sound like a nut job. Nope. I guess. I don't Indeed. know if that
3: does any good at all. Do
0: you think that landed any blows Sean in the world of uh anything? I mean, you follow the progressive Twitter. Do anybody seem to care about that? The or? people who cared before continue to care. Gotcha. People,
5: yeah, everybody's well, needles are stuck. No, well, nobody's will, needles ever move.
3: I will tell you this. As a worldwide expert in camel spinal injury, uh, it is entirely possible that if a few more straws are added to the camel's back, Joe Biden comes off as doddering. Um, which brings us back to the video conference that we need to play you some of uh, that he had the other day. It was terrible. It was uh, Anyway, if there are a few more straws added to the camel's back, mm-hmm. this big old straw might help break it. Well, so it could be significant in that way.
0: Must mention, a document did come out yesterday from 1996 showing her ex-husband uh, uh, talked in court. And it's in, you know, there's a paper showing this uh, when they got divorced. That she had been sexually harassed while working for Joe Biden. The declaration, exclusively obtained by the Tribune of San Luis Obispo, California, does not say Biden committed the harassment, but she did talk to her husband about um, uh, being sexually harassed while she worked in Joe Biden's office, and he said it was uh, blah 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 blah. Let me find that. Uh, he said at the time it was a problem she was having at work regarding sexual harassment. It clearly, um, let me try to find that part because I thought that was really good. Uh, 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 it clearly um, was enough to bother her. Oh, it's an event that had had a very traumatic effect on her, and she was still sensitive and affected by it at the time. Huh. Uh, he was using that in court because she was trying to get a restraining order against him, and he was making the argument that she's, you know, troubled because of the sexual harassment that right. she told me about. Right. And she's still bothered by it. So anyway, there is a document out there showing she was talking about this back in 96, which is loads more than existed with Blase Ford, but was enough to raise it, raise it to a you know a full-on believer
3: level. Right, right, of course, which brings us to the flaming hypocrisy of the thing, but I think we've covered that pretty uh, thoroughly. Yeah. yeah, it could be a straw that breaks the camel's back, the more I think about it. We'll have to see. Uh, every time I hear Joe Biden's voice or see a report on him or uh, you know hear a speech or a video thing, it's floundering. It's terrible. Yeah, well, Not
0: yeah. a joke. Um. So speaking of straws and camel's backs, how about the camel's back of people can't take it anymore with businesses being open or shut counties being shut down, all that sort of thing.
3: And are these emergency powers being seized by governors all over America? Are they appropriate? Are they even legal? We will talk to a politician from California about that topic, and I think he will find his point of view extremely interesting. That's coming right up. Has declared them essential. The
2: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: How do you say the name?
2: Is I,
3: it a placeholder?
2: I, I, first of all, my partner is the one
3: that uh, actually mostly came up with the name.
5: Congratulations to her.
3: Yeah, yeah, she's great at names. Um, so, I mean, it's just X, the letter X, and then the AE is like pronounced Ash. Um, <laughs> And then A twelve is my contribution.
0: Why A twelve?
3: Archangel twelve, the precursor to the SR seventy one, coolest plane ever.
0: <laughs> well, as a person who's uh, very much into uh, aerial travel, as you are, that's uh,
3: perfect. It's pretty great. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. What am I going to name my kid? Tailor made, Titleist, Green Boy. <laughs> I mean, this, this. This is not your blog about your hobby. It's your child's name.
0: <laughs> That's Elon Musk talking about the name of his son. So uh, m- m- my wife just became aware of the whole Elon Musk baby thing and uh, and and Googled his wife and showed me a picture and said, this is his wife. And I said, no, no, that must be somebody else by the same name. You she- no, think no, there's it a it lot is- of
5: grimes running around? No,
0: it's not. So every picture I'd ever seen of his wife, she kind of looked like a starlet or something like that. He'd married a young starlet or is having mm-hmm. babies with a young starlet. Uh, this picture she had like 50 piercings in her head and, wow and, uh, and 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 just had a completely different vibe going so she's she's you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with that but that it's, she's just different than what I was uh, picturing so it, it made the name make more sense she's one of their, right. those way out there on the edge of uh, um, I don't know what's the
3: right term I'm trying not to be uh, mean. But she's an edgy person. Yeah. Personality. She's a pop star. I'm not sure I've heard a single note of her music. Can somebody dig up some Grimes music? Though it might have F-bombs in it, so be careful with the piercings, you know. Those those people. (laughs) Hey, by the way, our conversation with uh, the uh, Kirkula, who is a Northern California... Uh, county official, uh, council person, supervisor guy. We taped it, and we realized we broke just a little bit late last segment, and so we will uh, we'll play that for you next segment. Apologize uh, for saying that we would do it and then not doing it. Um, but uh, coming up, the medical curiosity that is that's that's a terrible way to describe it. The utterly mystifying, horrible covid-19 bug and what it does to people and how little we understand it still wow. is just astonishing uh so stay tuned for that but on how a lighter about,
0: note i just saw this stat one quarter of americans say they would not get vaccinated even if they come out with a coronavirus vaccine so that's the crowd that doesn't do vaccines why not? And stuff well it's the crowd that won't vaccinate their kids you Whatever. know that's the whole thing but a quarter so kind of difficult to get Can you get the herd immunity thing going, or or can you kill a virus if one out of four people
3: won't
5: take the vaccine? 60 to 70% is usually what I see cited as kind of herd immunity status.
3: Yeah, if indeed uh, this thing doesn't mutate so quickly that the vaccine does us little good. Oh, that'd be horrible. Well, it wouldn't do us no good because, well, it depends on the the, the way the thing evolves. But anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent because we have Joe Biden to mock (laughs) his... His town hall meeting, what was it, yesterday or the day before? Have you seen the video? Cause the video's, I, the, video's I have.
0: the video's key. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The very beginning part. Go ahead. But clearly, he had a really cool intro planned where he was going <laughs> to be at the back of the room against the window with his sunglasses on, walk forward, and then take off his sunglasses like he's super cool and young and hip and not an 80-year-old doddering <laughs>
3: Oh, you know what? It's funny. It just popped into my head. You know what? That is exactly the same. It's like copying it shot for shot. An homage. It's an homage to the William Devane selling you gold commercials, because there's one out right now. I happened to see it the other night. It was probably on Fox News, inevitably. But uh, where Devane's got the aviators, and he, he walks across the room, takes them off. You know, during these troubled times, I buy gold. And so anyway, but, I could believe Joe Biden saw that. But this is what it
5: sounded like instead. just me.
1: Yes,
5: hey, good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish we could have done this together and it gone a little more smoothly, but uh, same matter. We have to help the people now. We've to get it a much closer, more, more, more resilient, more we we've You need to uh, remember who we are. We are the, the birds might works. What's that
0: whistling sound?
5: <laughs> Nothing
0: we cannot accomplish. Oh, what well, was that terrible whistling sound?
3: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with your radio, by the way. That's the way it sounded if you were <laughs> listening to Joe Biden's campaign appearance.
5: I apologize for that. It's unbelievable. No, what, you, no, you no, left no. out the
3: part where there was that incredibly long pause, John. What happened?
5: Oh, you, that was you, hilarious.
3: Yeah, yeah, from the opening
0: clip. This is this is the way it's the oh, very oh, sorry, very beginning. I
5: was beginning. running on the Grimes song here. I was playing from a no, That's fine. Um, this oh. is the very very beginning.
0: Um, and then I have a question. Maybe
5: Sean knows the answer to. It. Is that Elon Musk's
1: girlfriend?
5: Uh, yeah, that was one of hers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So so here's the, the the intro proper.
1: Please welcome Vice President Biden.
5: Three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, eight Mississippi. Good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish we could have done this so, together.
0: So here's my question. Uh, like wow. I, I was on a Zoom thing yesterday and it kept. Uh, cutting out or whatever I didn't think the person on the other end Was a doddering idiot Because it kept cutting out I figured that like one of us Maybe me, maybe him, maybe Zoom You know, it was a technical problem Sure Do we know if the problem was on Biden's end Or was it just
3: Well, obviously the whole Go ahead, sir I ain't gonna introduce me We did. Go ahead <laughs> That was on Biden's end You can't blame that on Zoom
5: like how could it be anything other than? <laughs> are you just mean about the the choppy internet connections or something? Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. I mean, that's, but Joe's right. That part has to be on his end. There's yeah.
0: no. There's no getting around it. Now, have we, have we start, do I take off? When my do we start? When do I take off my sunglasses? Oh,
3: wow! Wow! Where do
5: I plug <laughs> it in?
3: <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, the animal kingdom was not done with the vice president. I present to you Biden and the duck.
5: Obamacare was the biggest, most progressive expansion
3: over the four years of our health care system. <laughs> it must be a very pleasant compound he lives so in there. That,
0: is that duck claiming he touched him back in '93, or <laughs> what, why? How
3: did the duck get involved? The duck lost its coverage under Obamacare after the <laughs> no, president told him, if where, you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor.
0: Where in the chain of events is the duck that even allowed it? Because I have lots of meetings where it would be impossible for a duck to emerge. He was indoors, right? <laughs> he,
5: yes, was he was indoors. indoors. How Apparently does... his windows are open. How are these wildlife better mic'd up than you are, sir? <laughs> That's, That's not Zoom's fault. They got a
0: lavalier light and a mic on the duck. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Got an intern out back with a boom mic no, trying to grab no, the, the ambient the sound.
0: duck's wearing, like, the Britney Spears Garth Brooks mic to go <laughs> goes around
3: to the beak. The duck is on the short list to be uh, chairman of the Department <laughs> of Labor secretary. Sorry. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, and
4: listen,
3: listen. If there's one thing you can't do right now, Uncle Joe, it's come off as a doddering old no. fool. No, that
0: is that is really... Job 1 through 100 yes. is to, to show that you're competent, because that's your whole thing. Uh, your message is, Trump's a dangerous nut job, and I'm competent steady. <laughs> 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 that didn't <laughs> work. Armstrong
1: and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We got a little more from Elon Musk coming up. Um, some interesting stuff he said, and also, uh, we'll play some of his, uh, pop star wife's music. Breaking
3: coincidental news, Jack. Breaking news. Breaking.
1: Ah. This is breaking news. It's serious breaking news, though.
3: I believe uh, Brandon the donkey is taking too many animal tranquilizers and is not responding to the cues. Well,
0: I feel like we've abused breaking news so many times. Even I uh, don't react properly.
3: But this is actual breaking news. Yeah, and it's Elon Musk related, oddly enough. You know what? I've always thought it was jivey and dumb when people said Tesla instead of Tesla. Elon Musk says Tesla. Hmm. So I got to get used to saying Tesla. Tesla will reopen its Fremont, California factory, defying health orders still in effect in their county, Alameda County. I
0: like it. He's got the money and the lawyers to take on that.
5: And he, he was, he talked about this a little bit on the interview with Rogan yesterday where he believes that this, he, the courts are on his side. So uh,
3: on that topic. And this all is fitting together beautifully. If only we'd planned it, then I could be proud of it, but it's all kind of a coincidence. We spoke yesterday during the fourth hour of the radio show, which is mostly, not entirely, but mostly just heard in California, um, with a, uh, a, a county supervisor from Placer County, which is in the northern part of the state, about... Um, governors and states of emergency and local control and that sort of thing. Now, your case may vary. What is it? Your condition may, whatever they say on those commercials, your situation may be a little different in the particulars, but we thought he did such a great job of outlining the principles that you are going to be using no matter where you are, uh, that we ought to play it for you. So, uh, with no further delay, let's hit it. A county supervisor from the county of Placer wrote the following words. Dear Governor Newsom, by what authority do you control how fast counties move forward? Your current state of emergency declaration must be rescinded because the conditions required for a state of emergency no longer exist. Those uh, words written by one Kirk Euler, who represents the 4th District of Placer County on the Board of Supervisors. And Kirk joins us now. Hey, how are you? Great, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, We have been following your efforts and enjoying them uh, on a couple of different levels. Um, Why don't you tell us why you think that the governor is, um, you know, acting beyond his authority? What do you mean no state of emergency?
6: Well, it's it's very simple, and it's not I think. It's I know. It's the governor's own plain language in his declared state of emergency, which, you know, he did back in early March and, and all of us at the time. Uh, Signed on to. Uh, The governor cites the specific code section 5885 that gives him the authority to declare the state of emergency. Well, that very government code section defines what a state of emergency is. 5885 defines three different states of emergency that can be declared there's a state of war emergency, there is a state of emergency, and then there's a local emergency. So we have three definitions. He cited definition 5885B, which describes a state of emergency. And what it says is essentially if you have a disaster or an imminent disaster caused by a whole host of things, one of which is pandemic. So if we think it's imminent and as I'm reading the direct language, which by reason of their magnitude, are or are likely to be beyond the control of the services, personnel, equipment, and facilities of any single county, city and county, or city. So it's defined right in the language. It says we think it is or is likely to be beyond our control – of any single county.
0: And at the time that you guys signed off on that, there was some belief that hospitals were going to be overwhelmed all over the Absolutely. country. Absolutely. And it was something that was to, the premise. Something the state and federal government were going to have to step in on. At this point, exactly. there's no way it meets
3: that definition. Well let's ask guys, specifically about Placer County. Can Placer County handle the situation as it stands?
6: Well let's see. Ten people in our hospital anybody seen the size of Kaiser? Anybody seen the cider the size of Sutter? Yeah, we've got 10 people. We have a grand total of four people in intensive care with COVID-related symptoms. They're not there necessarily because COVID is killing them. They have COVID-related symptoms, and they are COVID-positive. But this Mm. is that whole issue of definitions and all the rest that you guys have been on. So, no, we've had eight people die. Guys, here's the problem. We do not have a loss of life problem. We have lost two Placer County residents for every 100,000 Placer County residents. This is a loss of livelihood problem. We have lost 7,000 jobs for every 100,000 residents. Wow. Two dead, 7,000 jobs lost per 100,000. We are attacking our livelihoods. We've got the life problem under control. Let people get back to making a living.
3: Well, and you have two blockbuster arguments there. The practical one, which you have just cited, and the fact that there could be nothing more horrifying than a so-called state of emergency that's declared just because the leader wants to, then keeps it in place as long as they want to. I mean, thats you don't have to be like a 400-level poli-sci grad student to understand what the, the problem is there.
6: Well, and Joe, the, the the very next definition after state of emergency, which is what the governor cites, reads local emergency means the duly proclaimed existence of conditions of disaster extreme peril to the safety of persons and property within the territorial limits of a county, city and county, or city. We might have a couple of local emergencies around here. Some folks in Southern California, the county of Los Angeles, might say, We have a local emergency. We would like state aid and state assistance. That's why you establish a local emergency is you're asking for state aid and state assistance. Those of us who don't need it, those of us who don't want it, those of us who want him the hell out of our business, we are defaulting now to this to say, by what authority are you keeping this in place? By what authority are you asserting that this lockdown should continue?
0: Are you getting an answer from anybody?
6: Oh, no. I mean, why well, it'll get loud enough if it gets loud enough, if enough cities and counties, instead of asking, instead of bowing to the governor and kissing his ring, uh, you know, and doing that and saying, may we please, Governor, sir, reopen. If more cities and counties start asserting this and if Javier Becerra takes five minutes away from suing the Trump administration to actually enforce the law. Then we can get out from underneath this thing.
3: Yeah,
0: Kurt
6: Euler like
3: is a uh, Placer County Board of Supervisors. Yeah, it seems like so. the only the the
0: card you got to play if they're not going to respond to you is you just got to open. People just have to open, and then you know well, make them challenge it.
6: There's that in our board meeting on on Tuesday when we passed the resolution, um, with and I appreciate the the five zero vote of my colleagues on our resolution. Uh, when we passed the resolution, we had an open discussion about proceeding with litigation. Uh, so we are prepared if we do not hear back from the Governor by the end of this week we 're prepared to have a special meeting of our board early next week to uh, initiate litigation to sink, seek an injunction against the Governor being able to enforce a state of emergency where none clearly exists without him having to, to compelling him to demonstrate conditions warrant a state of emergency. Mm.
3: Well, listen, and I'm aware that you might not want to show your cards before it's time to lay them on the table, but is there any uh, thought of going Rosa Parks and just refusing to uh, to leave your seat, to, to go ahead well, and allow places to open?
6: It, it, let me, let's put it this way. The county of Placer, and I want to thank our, our Sheriff Devin Bell. He made it known early on, there ain't no way in hell we in Placer are going to let people out of jail so as to create room in our jails to make way for cosmetologists and restaurateurs. That ain't happening. So right. we are not. We none of the mechanisms of Placer County are being used to enforce the governor's state of emergency. So I'll just put that out there, and business owners can read that as they want. None ah, of the mechanisms gotcha. of Placer County are being used to enforce the governor's state of emergency. There now, you go. We know the governor is using Every lever in his control, be it the alcohol beverage control licensing, cosmetology licensing, he is contacting businesses directly to let them know if they go ahead and reopen, in spite of the fact that Placer County won't do anything, their liquor That's license incredible. might be at risk. Yeah. You know, Kirk,
3: I understand asking you to do work is uh, not exactly <laughs> noble on my part, but it seems to me, even uh, no matter what happens, it would be worth litigating this. This is really important going forward.
6: Yes. Yes. I, I agree. Okay. I agree. We, we, because this, why do you think they keep bringing up this phrase, a new normal? The new normal isn't that they want us to accept social distancing and not handshaking and and possibly wearing masks. That's not the new normal they're talking about. The new normal they're talking about is the amount of centralized command and control that they are trying to consolidate at the state level. That's the new normal they want.
0: That's good stuff right there.
3: Kirk Euler is a supervisor in Placer County, which uh, for those tuning in, listening to the podcast around the country, is uh, to the north and east of Sacramento, California, and stretches for many, many miles to the Nevada border um, and has some very dense populated places and then uh, miles of vast and gorgeous mountain territory. Uh, Kirk, hey, stay in touch. Keep fighting the good fight. We want to know what happens next, okay? That
0: was really good. Very well yeah. stated.
3: You're the man. Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, that's uh, some interesting stuff. There's, uh, you know, you're breaking news to, to start with that Elon Musk's going to open his plant and make Tesla's whether the government, government says he can or not. Well, it's headed to the courts. Let's get this worked out.
3: Yeah. A couple of no, uh, other quick notes uh, before we grab a break and then come back with the Elon Musk stuff. Uh, oh, We were talking
0: to He Chen next, aren't we? Oh, that's yeah. right. We
3: are. Yeah, my apologies. Uh, Napa County, also in Northern California. that Yes, that Napa uh, is laying off city workers. The big hospital is furloughing health workers. They have zero people hospitalized. For the COVID-19. Zero. Right, right. Wow. They have a giant surge tent that's ready, but uh, yeah, and they're decimating the economy.
0: It's amazing. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Please vote Vice President Biden.
3: Yes, we're still on the
5: air. Just me? Good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish we could have done this together and it gone a little more smoothly, but but I'm grateful we're able to connect virtually.
0: Man, that was a long pause. Uh, So we are lucky enough that not only is Lonnie Chen great to talk about uh, every week with politics and all kinds of different stuff, but one of his areas of expertise is he's worked on a couple of presidential campaigns, and I want to know what he thinks of
3: this one. Lon He Chen is uh, with the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. In fact, he uh, heads up their public policy department there and joins us now. Lon He, how are you, sir? Uh, Are
2: are, are we on yet? Are we on? Can you hear me? I don't don't
0: know if you watched any or all of the Joe Biden town hall, but is is his whole campaign as floundering as it seems, uh, or am, am I overstating it, or what's your take on it?
2: Well, look, I mean, I, I think it's tough on the one hand, right? You can't break through as a campaign when you have a pandemic that's occupying everyone's attention. That having been said, you've got to get your you've got to get good swings in when you're at the plate. And these <laughs> swings they're taking are like massive whiffs. Well, here's what here's what I don't get.
0: I don't get with the Democrats ever on the problem of audio visual (laughs) because every creative person in America that there are people that make gazillions of dollars a year making motion pictures who would volunteer their time to a Democratic candidate to beat Trump. Why don't they hire one of them to get the microphone right for Hillary Clinton or the camera or the lighting right for Joe Biden? Why don't they do that?
2: Well, it, it's an amazing thing. I mean, you you guys mentioned sort of presidential campaigns and how this usually works. I mean, it is generally the case that before you do an event involving a candidate like this, you, you will have tested it. You will have made sure the candidate understands exactly when they're supposed to come out, what it's going to look like. And, yes, accidents do happen. I, I don't sure. want to make it sound like everything's perfect. But usually you've got the technology down and you've got an exact run of show. And the fact that this happened, I mean, it is either the case that Biden is just out of it or his campaign is committing malpractice. One of those two things. And neither is good.
0: Would it be uh, reasonable to assume people were being screamed at at the end of that thing?
2: Oh, yes. Unquestionably. (laughs) Unquestionably. I mean, this is not the first town hall they've done, by the way, which has been, you know, kind of kind of weird or, or, or had elements of it that that you know, indicate that that was not well planned for. So this is not the first time it's happened. This was just probably the most extreme example of it. But we are in May of an election year. Uh, These guys need to get their act together pretty quickly because these are the kinds of unforced errors. I mean, if you're going to beat an incumbent president, you need to be firing on all cylinders. I don't care how, you know, how much people think stuff does Trump, Trump does is unpopular. At the end of the day, it's hard to beat an incumbent president. And these guys are not going to be able to do it with this, you know, two cent show they're running now.
3: Well, especially if your argument is competence, steadfast leadership, preparedness, A Return et to normalcy. And, and, and the one thing you must avoid is the appearance of being doddering. I mean, that was uh, oh 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 for four. <clears throat> anyway, Lon Hechan, David and Diane Steffi, research fellow, Hoover Institution. Uh Jack. Do you have another politics question? Because uh, I really want to get onto this, the the uh, civil liberties thing. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. With Lon He, who is the director of domestic policies studies at Stanford, uh, this period is to me one of the real turning points in um, looking at executive power, specifically governors' executive power, and as opposed to local control and uh, and states of emergency and that sort of thing. What's what's your take briefly on what's happening?
2: Yes, uh, governors have a tremendous amount of power and, and actually even more than that, uh, you know, pretty much all of the authorities that are dealing with these public health matters, even the local uh, county health authorities, they have a tremendous amount of ability to essentially effectuate whatever policy they want. There's no real uh, mechanism for appeal. There's no real mechanism for someone to come in and to check them. It, it is uh, the expansion of executive power in a way that we haven't seen, I think, in a long time. And we always knew that executive power was at its zenith, was at its height when there is a state of emergency. There's a lot of research that shows that. But what we're seeing in places like California, Michigan, elsewhere, where people are, are starting to get a little bit frustrated with things governors are doing, is that governors really are exercising a scope and amount of power that we've not seen recently. So there's good reason to be concerned about not just what that means for now, but what it means for going forward as we try and deal with the the after effects of the peak of this virus, right? You mentioned civil liberties. One issue is how much authority are we going to give governors, for example, to track our movements, uh, to track where we're going, who we've interacted with, what that looks like, these are very real and very important questions. Well,
0: you're a lawyer, and lawyers often look at just, you know, what's legal and what's not legal. But how about what you can pull off? I just wonder if you reach a point where people just say, sorry, we ain't listening anymore. We just ain't going to listen to you anymore. And then what do you do? And, you know, how far do you want to push so you don't end up at that breaking point?
2: Well, that's a great question. I think we're, we're getting pretty close to that in some parts of California, and certainly in some parts of California where it's pretty clear people, you know, can maintain social distance because they've got – uh, you know, just a lot, a lot more land than they do in, in a place like downtown San Francisco, let's say, for example. And they're saying, look, why should we abide by the same restrictions that everybody else is abiding by? And in terms of how it gets enforced, the answer is, you know, will governors actually go to the extent of, of calling on state troopers or in California, the highway patrol to enforce their dictates? And, and are the, how are the police going to feel about that? You know, I, I think it's an interesting question. We haven't gotten there yet, and I hope we don't. But it's an interesting question about how people react and respond when the state really uses its power to enforce what it wants.
3: We have Elon Musk saying we're reopening the Tesla plant in defiance of Alameda County's dictates. We've received emails, Lonnie, from multiple peace officers saying there is no way I'm going to kick kids off a, uh, a playground, for instance. They're saying we have no cases in this part of the of the country. Um, there's no risk. I'm being called and told to bust, you know, 14 year olds who are skateboarding. Not going to do it. So that is a that's a pretty significant breakdown of authority.
2: It is, and and, and we're. But the problem is, we're putting these peace officers. We're putting these these, these people. Uh, who are laying their lives on the line to protect us every day. We're putting them in an awful position. right? Hey, Lon so he, he, I'm afraid we've got to
3: end long. there. I, I missed the time cue. We've got yeah. about 15 seconds left. But Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, hey, we sure appreciate the time as always. Great to be with you, thanks.
0: If this thing comes back strong in the fall and they try to clamp down again, I don't know if people are going to listen. And Well, uh, they've blown their credibility in a lot of cases. Yeah, well, that's why you got to be so careful with that, with the power.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: information.